Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. I so appreciate the fact that you've taken of your time to spend it with me right here today and this week. Remember, if you've missed the previous episodes of this broadcast, you can find it on your favorite podcast player, and you can even find the video version of this broadcast. Now, I realize that I may have a voice for radio, but I probably also have a face for radio as the old joke goes, so you may not want to see my ugly mug, but if you'd be interested to see inside the studio room, We'd encourage you to find us on YouTube and Facebook. You can find the video version of the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Find your place in 1 Kings chapter number 2. We are going to sprint through, if the Lord allows us, through the last portion of this particular thought of David's last lecture. I told you that I'd share each day of November that this broadcast airs one item that I'm thankful for, and today will be no different, even though we are short on time. I'm thankful for Thanksgiving and this season. It's an opportunity for people to provide a a kind of a reset button on our materialistic lifestyles that we so often live. Now, I want to hear from you. If you would like to share something that you are thankful for, you can text me right now at 309-316-7264. Again, that's 309-316-7240. Tell me what you are thankful for. We've talked about the close of David's life. We've talked about the charge from David's lips. Yesterday, we spoke about the continuation of David's Line And today, in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 7, this is David speaking to Solomon near the end of his life. We see the children that David loved. But, he says, David does, in verse 7 of 1 Kings 2, Show kindness unto the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be of those that eat at thy table. For so they came to me when I fled because of Absalom thy brother. Now, pause for just a moment. Remember, I'm kind of brushing over some context here, but David, when he fled from Absalom, his son, who made a grave heir with bitterness in his heart towards his father, and he forced his father out and really sought to kill his father, this man named Barzillai, the Gileadite, showed great kindness to David. Now, for those listening right now, if you hear the sounds of pallets being moved around and gospel tracks being put into boxes and things like that, please allow the work to continue in the background. As I record this broadcast, I believe the gospel tracks going out the door are still very important. And so if you hear those thunder of some of those things going on in the background, forgive us as we continue in the work of the gospel. But we see here that David wanted Solomon to remember the sons of Barzillai. I'm glad today that there are some men that love me for my forefathers' sake. I think of the pastor I had the opportunity to work for, Pastor Joe Grimaldi in Akron, Ohio. Now, jokingly, I say his name shuts some doors, but his name opens some doors. Pastor Grimaldi is a dear friend, a dear mentor, very much, I hope, if I can be considered a Timothy, poor though I may be, he is certainly a Paul to me. I'm thankful for those that are friends of Joe Grimaldi's that are also friends of mine, simply because I am, spiritually speaking, a son, an adopted son of Joe Grimaldi. 
I'm thankful for the children that David loved. But look, if you would, the concerns that David lists. We'll just look at verse number five for now. Moreover, thou knowest also what Joab, the son of Zariah, did to me, and what he did to the two captains of the hosts of Israel, unto Abner, the son of Ner, and unto Mesa, the son of Jether, whom he slew, and shed the blood of war in peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle that was about his loins, and in his shoes that were on his feet. Do therefore, David says, according to to thy wisdom, and let not his head or his gray head go down to the grave in peace. Now he warns Solomon of Joab, and he warns Solomon in verse number eight of a man named Shimei. Both are people that you can make the case that David should have dealt with during his reign, but they have not yet been. These are some giants that Solomon is going to have to face himself. Could I counsel you for just a moment, young men, young women, when you are warned by the older men and women of God, the aged women as they're called, the aged men as they're called in the Bible at times, when those with the gray streaking their hair, when they warn you about concerns they have, whether it be issues of separation, issues of sanctification, issues of standards and things of that nature, when they warn you in those ways, you'd be very wise to listen to what they have to say. Because there are some issues, there are some problems and some circumstances that they appeared maybe even hundreds of years ago, but in decades past. And your forefathers and your patriarchs and matriarchs They did what they could with them, but they weren't able to solidify and completely end the fight with some of those things. And now as they pass off the scene, there are some things they want to warn you of. You would be wise to listen, but can I counsel you and encourage you older men and women? Could you be willing to be frank and transparent and honest about your failures? You realize when David spoke about these things, He could not speak about Joab and Shimei without insinuating and without bringing to mind his own personal failures with Absalom. David, you can make the case, and I believe I could, he messed up in a few different areas. What do we think of when we think of David? David and Goliath? We think of David and Bathsheba too, don't we? He was judged for that, wasn't he? He was judged for numbering the people, wasn't he? I believe that his missteps with Amnon and Tamar, we won't go into all that, but his lack of action there was probably part of the reason that Absalom flew off the handle and became the bitter son that he was. David made mistakes, but he wasn't above letting the next generation know that there are some things that Solomon, you're going to have to deal with in my absence. I'm not talking about generalities. I'm talking about being willing to get specific. Many of those concerns that we would voice, like David did, they reveal past mistakes. But can I encourage you, young men and women, as the older generation lists their concerns, provide some consideration for David's limitations. I ask again, what do we remember when we hear the name David? Well, some, the pessimists among us, may remember his failures. But I noticed that Solomon did not receive this last lecture of David's with an ill spirit or a bad attitude. Think about what David did. 
what God said of David. He killed Goliath. He led armies. He prepared for the temple. He wrote so much of God's songbook, the Psalms. He was a loyal and dear friend to Jonathan. He honored Saul, his predecessor, even though he was grossly mistreated. He defeated the Philistines on multiple occasions, returned the Ark of God to Jerusalem, and just a sidebar, he was a man after God's own heart. Friend, can I tell you that there are some that even through our mistakes and even through our foibles and even through our failures, God is still kind enough to use us. And can I include you in that list? None of us are perfect. But we would be wise as we look at our forebearers, as we look at our forefathers, as we look at those that came before us, we would be wise to be considerate of their limitations because no one is perfect. A man of God is a man at best. I think of Mark Smith, my predecessor. I think of him acknowledging his own limitations and allowing me to take the reins of this ministry. You know what he said, what he told me to say verbatim when people ask, why did Mark Smith, a phenomenal Bible preacher, a great man, a good radio host, an excellent radio host, many of you would agree better than me, why did he step down from Bible Tracks Incorporated? Well, it's because he acknowledged his limitations. He told me to say this, and I quote, When people ask, why did Mark Smith step down from BTI? Tell them this. Because Mark Smith knew he wasn't the man to take Bible Tracks Incorporated into the 21st century. Needs a younger man, he said. Someone that understands technology and websites and all of these types of things. Now, I'm a weak man at best. I I am not an expert in many of these things. Yes, I know social media and websites and design and tech, and I've been able to assemble a phenomenal team here that can help with so many of those things. But can I tell you, for a man to acknowledge his own limitations like that, can I tell you what respect I have, what high respect I have for Mark Smith? The fact that he'd be willing to slap the baton into my hands, but also after he comes around turn four on on this racetrack, imagine it, and here I stand in the transition area, he slaps that baton into my hands, and he doesn't just exit the race, Mark Smith doesn't. He stands behind me, still in my lane, cheering me on as I run the last few yards, the last few meters. And he screams, go, go, go. That's the Mark Smith I know. It would be wise of me to be considerate for his limitations. We see the conclusion of David's lecture, verses 10 and 11. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And the days that David reigned over Israel were 40 years. Can I tell you, older folks, the next generation isn't going to pick up every lesson you leave. But you'd be wise to pick one or two things like David did and leave some clarity, the clarity that David left. You know what he did to make sure, to solidify that everyone knew that Solomon was next man up, that he was going to be the next king. He crowned Solomon himself and said, put the, he told the priest, put the crown on him, and, and announced to everyone, God save the king, this is the king now, even while David was still alive. We even see in 1 Chronicles 29, 22, they crowned him twice. I think of what God has left me, what God has given me. I'm so very blessed. Very quickly, if I can turn there, the book of Psalms 71, 
Psalm 71. I want to read two verses before we conclude. Psalm 71, verse number 17, the Bible says this, O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, until, get this, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, the next generation, and thy power to everyone that is to come. Older men and women, pass on what God's given you. Younger generation, receive it with gladness. This has been a conversation about David's last lecture. Join us again next week on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 309- 828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.